Welcome to Mindset Talks Podcast. It's your girls, Cassie and Amanda, and we are here to share our mindsets, elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I feel like every time I do this, and I've been saying it for the past few episodes, is that I need to start without laughing, but I just can't help it. No, we need to get the people excited. I Make them feel like we were talking about something real good prior to. Which I feel like we always are, but we're always going into like all these like deep talk it deep topics. <laughs> Let's try that again. I thought you were going to say something about a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's good for the people to know that we can actually laugh, even though, you know, what we're what we talk about half the time isn't something to laugh at. Yes, it's pretty true. Yeah, you're right. But um, girl, I just Mm want to bring it up. I can't go too far into detail, but I wanted to share with everyone that one of my goals on changing my job is in the works. (laughs) And not fully finalized yet, but I'm I'm transitioning. So I am very, very excited, as we all know, that I've been trying to get this done for I don't know how long. But it's finally happening. Yes, and it's so exciting. I'm so happy and so, so proud of you. Thank and you. we did actually talk about it probably in like the beginning of when we started podcasting. So it's pretty cool. We did. A few months later. Just... We did. And I'm sure on one of the episodes I griped about my job. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. One or two, possibly four, but, you know, no yes. big deal. So on to bigger and better things. Yes. Inner peace, right? That was my uh, my word. Peace, inner peace, what I'm working on. Yes, there you go. Come changing. full circle. Yes, changing my job is slowly bringing me inner peace. <laughs> Well, good. I like it because I have not been living up to being personable. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Oh, uh, there's still time. We're only in April. But I, I need a lot of work because, all right, let's just take like a little a little moment here. So like today okay. at work, there's this lady who emailed me and she's like, hey, are you like free for a few minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I'm at my desk thinking that she was going to call me. And like not even five minutes later, she like shows up like at my desk and I'm like, <laughs> If you just like had like a thing to tell me or ask me or whatever, like why did you come all the way down to my desk for? Right. Um, but I guess she wanted to tell me in person that she's leaving the job. Um, oh. Because, well, throughout our conversation, I had learned that I'm um, a person there that she likes. And so she wanted to tell me in person as opposed to like me just like finding out like via other means or whatever. That's sweet. It is. But the whole time in the back of my head, I'm just like, I don't know why or how she got this impression because I do not like this lady. <laughs> and wow. I have I have my reasons. There were some things that she did that I didn't agree with. I mean, granted, it was her job, but like I just I don't know. I just didn't like what she was doing. And it was around the time. Actually, this is relevant. It's around the time that I had just lost my dad. And so I was like just extra like not having it around that time. And so um, it's kind of like always like stuck with me that like I just don't like this woman. Mm. Um, but I mean, I guess I've just done a good job at making her think that like we're like, you know, I don't know, cool or whatever, I guess. But 
I don't know. Damn, girl. Yeah, we definitely are working on those personable skills. You'll be here sending the wrong signals. Yeah, right? But I mean, well, hey, but it, is it the right ones? Because then to her, I'm being personable, I guess. Would would that not be the case? I feel like if you're being personable, it's also genuine. Yeah. With I intent. Mean, with intent. I guess. Not just, <laughs> oh, it just so happens that... uh my non-personable ass was being personable in their perspective so that's good enough <laughs> is, is that not how it works no <laughs> okay so i no. guess i still have some work to do absolutely we all do every day for the rest of our lives and we do nothing but learn and learn and learn i've been seeing posts that say to change our you know to change our mindsets right we're on mindset talk podcasts and mm-hmm. It's, I'm not a failure, I'm learning. Yeah, well, that's true. And I'm like, you know, that's a good way to put it because, you know, it's always been a thing of you lose, you're failing, or you're not doing something rather than you're just doing something else in a more positive note. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, there are certain, some things that are actually just negative and that's just what it is, but. Yeah, definitely. You know, but you're just learning to be personable. That's all. See, work in progress over here. And you just learned you have to be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will try to do that with the next person. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so what do we have going on for today's episode? Uh, so today I really wanted to take some time to talk about something that obviously means a lot to me. Um, but also because it's relevant right now because we are in the month of April and... It is um, Head and Neck Cancer Awareness Month. And so I figured we should kind of take some time to talk about it and go over, you know, certain things in regards to this specific kind of cancer um, Mm. and help inform the people and share some of the experiences that I went through with my dad to bring awareness to this form of cancer. Absolutely. I think that's a good idea. Um, Since it is... A month of awareness i actually went on to um online and did a little research and wanted to share some types of head and neck cancers mm-hmm. that's all right go got for a it. moment got a moment so bear with me as i pronounce some of these scientific words that i am not great at pronouncing but um here i have five different kinds uh or types of head and neck cancers so we have uh laryngeal Mm-hmm. which is uh, the voice box. And, you know, I don't know how well I'm going to say this one, but it's hypopharyngeal, which is the lower throat. Yeah. Um, that's considered as one kind of cancer. Uh, there's another type of oral cavity, which is the mouth, or oropharyngeal, which is throat cancer, another form. Um, and then you have nasopharyngeal, which is upper throat. You have the nasal cavity and paranasal sinuses, so nose and sinus cancer, mm-hmm. and salivary gland cancer. So we have uh, more cancers than I realized that actually are within the head and neck areas, to be honest. I thought it was just as simple as like throat cancer or mouth cancer. Yeah, I was going to say there's definitely a lot of different forms that you would never really think of because like when you think of head and neck you are literally just thinking of like your head right right like 
okay, simple parts, but they break it down to even like upper section of the throat and lower section. And I didn't realize that it was such a, um, like a distinctive thing for it to be different kinds of cancers. Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense too, just because you don't want to have something so broad when one, like each cancer is, you know, specific in its own way. But mm-hmm. then the location and stuff really determines on, you know, treatments and how they can handle things and what's, you know, curable and things like that. So it's true. And I'm going to assume you just have good experience with understanding that because, you know, my mom had breast cancer mm-hmm. and pancreatic cancer, which pancreatic I wasn't able to develop enough information on because it was too late. Right. But even for breast cancer, it wasn't like upper right breast lateral like you know what I mean like yeah breast cancer just... like either have it in one of your breasts or you have it in both of your breasts you know like it wasn't right um as I guess detailed yeah that's actually having me think too though like are there any other parts of the body where you get cancer that is that like specific mm-hmm. in different areas maybe I don't know maybe not that's a great question so of those cancers uh what kind of throat cancer did your dad have? Do you know? Yeah. So he had the laryngeal cancer. Okay. Um, it was the one that was around his, um, around his vocal cords. Okay. So he had, he definitely had that one, um, which part of that. So like the first place that it started was on the back of his tongue, mm-hmm. um, which is still kind of like in that in that like same area as like your, as your vocal cords and things like that. And um, right. that's why when he was going through his treatment, he lost his voice for a while and wasn't able to eat. That's hard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't even have anything to say to that. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, because when you hear that, you just we have things we do daily that we take for granted and don't realize, you know, yeah, until it comes to situations like that. And then it becomes severe and you have to fully change how you go about certain things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I can't imagine actually having to be the person to like go through it. Um, But I just remember like in high school, like I would come home and I would. um. I, I think I bought it, I want to say, or I made my mom buy it or something like that, like a whiteboard. So that way he can easily like write something down and like say whatever he had to say, because sometimes writing with like pen and paper can be just a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you can just, you know, write and, and wipe it away and not have to like go through so many pieces of paper or whatever. Um, and then the whole not eating thing was definitely a process having to get a feeding tube placed in and having to you know, help him feed himself and through his stomach. It was definitely, it was just an interesting experience. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because we either had like, kind of like one of those like IV machines you can kind of like compare it to where it would drip the food from like the bag into his tube that went into his stomach. Or sometimes he would actually just take a syringe full and he would slowly like push it like directly into the like, um, I don't know, like the the cap or whatever that 
was like right in his belly so like he wouldn't have like the cord like leading up oh, okay the, like, like the direct yeah okay yeah wow so um what would you say are the symptoms like what are some symptoms that people should be aware of if you know it could like to detect throat cancer yeah so a lot of the common ones you would think are like a sore throat um you know potentially difficulty swallowing um you can have some kind of like a hoarseness like in your voice like your voice changes a little bit or in some cases you can actually even see it there's like a visible like mass that you can see in your neck um and my my dad actually had I don't know. I guess I would say maybe like a few different things because he had to have had some kind of like a, a hoarseness in his voice because the reason why any of this even happened and why it was detected in the first place is mm-hmm. because he ran into someone that he used to work with like years ago. Like he hadn't seen this person in a long time. Yep. And he was like, Rich, like your your voice sounds funny. Like you should get that checked out. But it was like it was just like the weirdest like thing in the weirdest conversation because like someone that you run into after a while you would never think like i don't know like your voice sounds different like if you haven't heard someone in a while like why would that be your first like thought and it was just something in my dad that made him go get it checked out and that's kind of like when everything went downhill wow it was just very weird um and then the second time that it had happened the years later he had like excruciating ear pain and it would just, it wouldn't go away. It was always like throbbing and just like painful. And that turned out to be because it came back again. Jeez Louise. It's <laughs> because having it once wasn't enough. Right. You know? Oh my goodness. And I don't think that I've actually ever mentioned this on the podcast, but the other crazy part about this is not only did my dad go through this, but his brother actually developed throat cancer as well. Um, and him, he had the symptom of this huge like mass in the side of his throat. Wow. And I remember, I don't remember exactly when they told me, I don't remember if it was in the hospital or not, but I know that when his brother came up, from out of town to visit my dad in the hospital when he was like really declining. Um, he refused to tell my dad that he also had throat cancer. So my dad died without knowing that his brother had the same thing. Oh my gosh. And then oddly enough, his brother died like one year after my dad. Wow. It was like, it was like one year and a month or a year and like two months or something like that. Like it was like, no, it was a year and one month. It was like very, very close together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, so how did you know that he had it, but your dad didn't know? You found out after the fact? Well, I knew, I don't remember the day that he told me. It had to have been when when we were in the hospital because I never really saw him like that because he lived so far away. And I'd never, like, really, like, called him on the phone or, like, talked to him or anything like that. Um, so I had to have been in the hospital when my dad was in the hospital. Wow. And But my dad was so out of it by that point. Like, he wouldn't have heard any conversations or anything anyway. Gotcha. Um, so you think. Well, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
So to my knowledge, my dad never heard or knew about this of his brother. I know he probably cussing his behind out right now. Like we was over here going through the same shit and you couldn't even say anything to me. No, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that he didn't. Um, But I'm sure that had to have been hard to not tell him. Why are you glad that he didn't? Or why are you kind of glad that he didn't? Just because I don't think that my dad could have handled it. I think that by that time, it really just like messed with him. I don't think that he would want to know that his brother was going to have to experience the same thing that he just went through. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Is there any part of you that maybe thinks that your dad could have possibly given his brother some words of advice? You know what I mean? Rather than, I know most people when they would find out that a sibling or someone close to them is dealing with the same, uh, you know, trauma that they're going through, they, you know, they, you know, they're usually like saddened by it. Mm. But excuse me, just knowing that your dad just sounded, you know, sounded like he always stayed positive. And that's from what I've experienced as well, aside from stories you share. Mm -hmm. But like, would he have that leader kind of ability in him to be like, hey, like to try to cheer his brother up for going through it because, you know, he's already gone through it once or you just know you would that he would most likely feel like that because of how late in the game it was for your dad at that point that there kind of wasn't much hope left. Yeah, I think it would really like if it had happened like earlier, like maybe when he was in his um, I don't know what you want to call it, like survival years or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that might have been a little different. But the fact that it was like during the last like month of everything just going downhill, I don't think it would have been any kind of benefit for anybody. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. It was just so weird, though. And I remember, too, trying to convince him to submit samples to my dad's doctor because I'm like, and and what odds do two brothers get the same form of cancer? It was, I don't know. I still find it to be like the weirdest thing. Gosh. So what's the most common form? So it would actually be the one that my dad had, which was um, the squamous cell carcinoma. Um, and that actually from what I've read, occurs in nine out of 10 people who get throat cancer. Wow. Don't ask me, though, what the other one of 10 is, because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So did you, did you, and I'm putting you on the spot right now, so you know I always have one of those opportunities in an episode. Um, Did you know that prior to um, us discussing this today, or is this new information for you as well? Because it's new information for me with that being the most common form. Um, no, I mean, I guess I wouldn't say that, like, I knew it was the most common. I just knew it to be the only kind, because that's the only one I knew from my dad's experience. Gotcha. Okay. See, not too bad. That was a good one. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't too bad. (laughs) Wasn't, wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be, because you know me. Not at all. I didn't know what was about to come up. off guard. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Oh, my gosh. So, with throat cancer so your dad has gone he went through it twice right and he survived three times technically three times he survived the first time Mm -hmm. is there a cure 
or is it kind of a treatment only type of cancer and treatment only to extend the longevity of life? So it can definitely be curable. Um, but I feel like there's so many different factors that go into play. Like what stage did they find it in? Like where is it mm-hmm. located? What kind of treatment you get? Um, because back back when my f- first contracted this back in 2005 mm-hmm. the only real options available were your typical radiation and chemotherapy right so that's what he went through at the time um more radiation he had one treatment of chemo i think i've talked about this because he could not handle the chemo at all i feel like if he kept doing that he probably wouldn't have made it as far as he did yeah so yeah. um I feel like I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Welcome to adulthood. Um, <laughs> you're talking about chemo and radiation and 2005 being the uh, most common forms then. And maybe you're going to allude to if there are other types of treatment today. I don't really know where you're going either, but. <laughs> uh, so, well, before before I go into that, into like treatments or whatever. So... <laughs> love how no matter what the episode is even though it's a serious topic we have to laugh like you just have to because i'm not about to sit here and and do the opposite so i want to get a little boohoo and we ain't mad about it go ahead (sighs) yeah well i'm fighting fighting that right now um (laughs) so the other part of it though is that 50 percent of people that get this cancer die within five years Mm -hmm. So, did you say only, only fifty percent? Because it's like that's a big number. I'm saying. <laughs> oh, like, I was like, how else is I supposed only to say th- it? <laughs> only three percent. But fifty is like that's a whopping size amount of people who have that five years. Yeah. So, is it curable? Yes. Um, but. It's really up in the air if you're going to be one of the ones to successfully get treatment. And it's just like with most cancers, though, where yeah, you it it did blah. Oh, here I go <laughs> catching the can't talk. It really depends on what stage it's discovered in mm-hmm. that helps to make huge. a huge difference with being you know proactive and taking preventative care. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, yeah, because like I like like you guys know, my dad had it in 2005, and he was cancer free for 11 years. Mm-hmm. His brother got it in 2016, and he was gone the following year. Right. But with his case, I think that he refused any kind of treatment because he saw what my dad went through. And he didn't want to follow in those footsteps. So he was just kind of like, I'm going to live my life the best that I can until it takes me. Naturally. Right. Yeah. He, yeah, he definitely had that attitude. Because I remember talking to him about it and I was like, like, do something, you know. Right. I'm ready. Because like his, like I said, like you can see it in the side mm-hmm. of his throat, you know. Mm-hmm. So like you knew it was there. Um, But it was just, uh, he just didn't want to. So I feel like you probably answered the question I was going to ask. Oh. 
with it being two different situations of one having treatment and the other not, you know, which route would you have taken? But you just told him to get something in your ear. Mentioning, you just mentioned, like, get something. So I'm like, would she get something? Would you? You're, like, you're asking me if I now, would. Now I'm asking you, yeah. That's a good question because I feel like you never truly know until you're in that situation. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Seeing everything that he went through, I'll tell you now, I'm definitely not as strong as he was. And I don't think that I would, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to make it as long. Do you as think, do you think he knew he was that strong beforehand? No. I don't Something know. To think about. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think we gave him the strength. Like me, my mom, mm-hmm. and my sister. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like you say right. that you're not that strong, but just yeah. like when we lost our parents, we didn't know how strong we were until we went through that stuff. Yeah. No, that's so true. It's very situational. And Depends on where you're at in your life at that time, too. Like, if you're living a good life and all of a sudden you get bad news, you're most likely going to do something to keep that bad news away and go back to having a good life. But if you're already in a not good place and then not good news comes along, you're not going to be proactive in keeping the bad news away as well as you would if you were in a better place. That's my opinion. Right. No, that's true, too. That's a good point. Um but yeah, I don't I just I don't know. I just feel like I'm just so traumatized from seeing everything that he went through. I just if I ever had to, I would probably just like lose my mind because anytime I I feel like my swallowing is weird or like something is like off or whatever, like my mind just like goes <laughs> like everywhere. Rightfully so. Drive myself crazy. Like I remember like I don't know maybe like a couple months ago I had this like weird like rash on my throat and I like oh I was like I completely like lost it I, I don't remember. know so I don't yeah. know I don't I don't think I'd handle it very well so well hopefully we don't ever have to worry about that so yeah I, I hope not either and I'm not just, strong enough like you to figure out if I have the genes so <laughs> yeah being proactive is just as hard as being reactive <laughs> so uh I can speak to that at least in a sense of being proactive and it's super scary but at the same time I'd rather it be an early situation than a too late situation because I feel like I got to see both experiences with my mom Mm -hmm. of it like or you know I actually don't even know what stage her breast cancer was in if I'm going to be honest so um, I would like to say I got to see both stages, but it seems like uh, it was a too late situation because I'm not really sure if it started in the breast and spread to the pancreas or the other way around. But I'm going to guess it started in the pancreas and spread to the breast because the no, (laughs) I I really don't know because I know pancreatic cancer just goes so fast. So, you know, but just a bit of advice to everyone is to be as proactive as possible and you know not like yes we're talking about cancer but not only in that aspect of your life but with just anything we do like it's 
usually better for us to be proactive than reactive because we typically have harder situations and more consequences if we don't. That is very true. And hearing you say all this is making me think maybe I should figure out how to get <laughs> genetic testing, but I just, whew, I don't know. You're, you're a strong lady, Miss Amanda. We're all strong. <laughs> it's just a matter of when we utilize it and when we don't. Okay, Miss Words of Wisdom over here today. Girl, I'm about to move on to a new job. You already know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where can our people um, find some resources? Like, were there any specific resources you had used when it came to learning about um, your dad's throat cancer? Not specifically. Um, but, I mean, the only thing I can think of is when my dad was in his cancer Three years. He was a huge, huge, huge advocate for the American Cancer Society, and he would participate religiously in the Relay for Lives. Um, nice. So that's the way that he would contribute because he would, you know, he would attend, he would do all those things, and he would donate, and um, he would definitely be like an active member of that community when it came about. Uh-huh. Um, hence, one of the reasons why I. I think I told the story before how I went there um, on his 11 years and surprised him at the Relay for Life event just to find out that a couple of weeks later is that it all came back. So, yeah, at least you were there and it was a good moment. It definitely was. He was very surprised. and It was very fun to scare the shit out of him. (laughs) Yeah, y'all two are some characters. Yeah, (laughs) I'll never forget that day. It was funny because I remember. I was getting so annoyed because they were taking so long to get there. And I was like, are they not going to like come or show up? Like, what the hell? And then I finally see them like walk like through the gate or whatever. And I'm like over there, like hiding in the corner, like waiting Mm -hmm. for him to like come through so I can scare him. Well, not really like scare him, but like so he goes up to like the registration table and like gets his like um, button and and all that kind of stuff. And I like I tap him on the shoulder and I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he just, like, like kind of, like, turns around and, like, looks at me and he turns back, like, towards the table. And then he does, like, a double take. And, like, yeah. his face just, like, lit up and, like, he was so, like, <laughs> he was so happy and so shocked. And he's like, what? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, god damn it. I wish I got this on camera. That would have been, like, the you best should've. thing ever. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and then you would have had it today too. I know, but I was just like, I was so nervous and like so excited. I just, I wasn't even, I'm not one of those people to think about like, oh, let me pull out my phone and record this. Well, no, because you want to have a real life moment, you know, and it obviously was good enough because you still remember it and you still remember how he looked to this day. So, yeah. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, some things, some memories aren't meant to be shared in the sense of for people Mm -hmm. to physically see it, you know? Yeah. But it just would have been a cool like memorabilia memorabilia to have. Yeah, we're going down today on the words. <laughs> no, it's late. <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> we're going down. If I'm not hitting myself, I'm choking on my tongue. <laughs> oh, I can't say this and I can't say that. And I started the episode off with all those doggone words that I never will probably use again when it comes to the different types of head and neck cancers. But that's all right. You did a good you job. Know. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You, you made it through too. Yes. Um, but I definitely want to say, uh, you know, before we get to conclude the episode, mm-hmm. that it's really appreciative that you, you know, shared your story, even though 
if you know our, our followers have listened to every episode they've heard bits and pieces of it before but the fact that it is the month of head and neck cancer awareness and that you know you're making it a point to just share your experience so that many others are able to relate but also be aware as to you know the the awareness topic for this month i know i'm sure most months has some type of awareness or you know things like that but um, I'm glad you found it important to share this with the people. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, this is something that obviously like means a lot to me and I want to figure out how to do more one day. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also hard for me to really like go all in and really like sit here and like think about it all the time. So mm-hmm. I figure this was at least a good opportunity to kind of like put it out there. Um, and I mean, Maybe hopefully one day it'll reach someone and it can help somebody or something. Because I do know that there is this one girl who has reached out to me who is going through or has recently been through a similar situation as me. Um, And so, you know, as much as I don't like to talk about it, I am also an open book. So if anybody has questions or things like I am here to try and help and answer and share my experiences and maybe it can, you know, I don't know, do something some some good or something somehow so i love it you hear that folks she's an open book (laughs) but not at work (laughs) i just throw that in there too (laughs) true story i'm personal and business are just two completely different things (laughs) very so do you have any more um you know good tips topics or you know just any more good info to share around head and neck cancer awareness? Um, not that I can really think of. Just be aware of it. Make sure that you guys get checked out and go to the doctor on a regular basis because you never truly know what can happen. Um, and if you have someone come up to you that you haven't seen in a while that tells you that you sound funny, go get checked out no matter how scary it is because it gave my dad 11 years. So, Facts. Thank you. Those are my words. <laughs> Thank you very much. So. Okay. As you know, I must mention that if you don't already, follow us on Instagram, Mindset Talks Podcast. We're on Facebook as well, Mindset Talks Podcast and YouTube. In both of our pages on Instagram and Facebook, we have a website where you are able to listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can also view us on YouTube with our latest episodes. We always release on Tuesdays. So we would love for you to continue to tune in and listen to us. And we want to thank you for all of your support. Yes. Thank you, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>